What's up, Secrets fam? Welcome to the Secrets Are Killing Us podcast. Now listen, we're vulnerable, we cry, we laugh, we're honest so that we can really heal, be healed, and set free from those internal secrets. And we know we all have them. Yeah, that's been killing us. <laughs> Come vibe with us. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another episode, another season of The Things Are Killing Us, uh, season four. We're back after a truncated season three. <laughs> Long hiatus, he <laughs> <it> means. <laughs> um, but we have some new guests, some new ideas, some new conversations. But before we get into all that, I have to introduce to some of you and reintroduce to all of you our co-hosts, Mr. Anthony Vincent. And welcome back. What's up? What's going on, Christopher? Or as I call you, hey, pumpkin. <laughs> What's it's, weird. it's weird when I hear you call me my own name. I feel like I'm in trouble. Like, if right. you say, this Chris, this yes. that's what you need to know. You are, you are in hot water. You need to fix this. You need to do this. That's what I send it to you on text message. I'll be like, listen, he need to know. This is a different tone yeah. in this text message. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, up, everybody? It, it's been, um, I think our last episode was Black Men Heal. And I think that was in... It was before your birthday, so definitely before my birthday. So it was probably <laughs> April or May, whatever like that. And I, I, I'll speak for me because this episode, this episode is going to be about checking in. Uh, one of the things we're going to do this season is have um, our friends, our family, our loved ones, or whoever come in to just check in with them to see how they're doing because we're all adjusting in this world of uncertainty. Um, so I figured we would start with um, checking in with each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, also I want to try different segments because I think that would be a fun idea to see the way you think, the way that I think. I know before we've talked about things that we have in common, but the first thing I want to ask you is we want to do this thing called, um, and we're going to play with the name as the season goes on, called Good Week, Bad Week. Um, okay. That's one good thing I haven't seen this week and one thing, I won't say a bad thing, but one thing that didn't go in your favor and then one thing you need prayer for. So we'll start Ooh, there. I like that. So one question at a time. What's the first one? You gave me okay. three a lot at one time. What's the first <laughs> question? What's something good that happened to you this week? Something good that happened to me this week. I did not have a class this week. Um, so it wasn't as much stress and not a lot of um, administrative duties I had to do in my role. Um, I didn't have to worry about holding people accountable for the first time in a very long time in my role, which is something that is constant. So I'm constantly having classes back to back. I may get one, maybe two days between classes. And we're talking a 12 to 13 day class of dealing with people constantly on the regular. Um, and we finally got a break from it. It wasn't that it was supposed to be a break. Uh, we had to work on some um, new changes and all that kind of stuff within my role and the merger that we're doing. But that was a good thing. I didn't have to be responsible for anybody for the first time in a long time for the entire week. So I was like, so for people who don't know, I like I would hear that and say, oh, he's a teacher. But when you say classes. <laughs> OK, so I am a I want to tell my title. I'm a senior. What's my title now? Senior learning and delivery um, facilitator for my company. Um, I work for a bank 
and I train classes. I teach people how to do their job, basically, um, in call center world. And I also do some branch classes and things like that. So I teach people how to be successful in their role, get them trained, get them in their materials, um, how to be successful. We treat, um, teach how to communicate effectively. We also teach um, proper word choice when speaking to clients, all kinds of stuff, or really helping people to start their path and their success um, in their role. So that's what I mean by classes. And I literally have them back to back to back. Okay, isn't that how we met? You were, you were teaching in the area, right? When we first met? When you were in Lancaster? Or was this, was that different? That was, we hung out. That wasn't our first time meeting. Remember, we hung out, we met in Philly with that other person. That was the first time. But the second time we hung out, we went out to eat. That's when I was in um, Lidditz. Was I in Lidditz or Lancaster? Lancaster, you were in Lancaster. For that time, yeah. And I was out there for a class because it was in person at that time. Okay. Yeah. Um, something that didn't go your way this week. Hmm. Something that didn't go my way this week. I don't think anything, there was anything that I really wanted to happen that didn't happen this week. That's a blessing. Okay. Because that is not often. Um, <laughs> that that, but it was nothing that happened this week that I kind of wish that happened. I think everything happened the way it was kind of supposed to um, with no regrets. And sometimes, you know, it always comes with some kind of regrets or something like, this should have happened this way. Are you mad it didn't happen this way? I think everything flowed this past week for me um, the way that um, it should have, in my opinion. That's a good thing. And the last thing is, what do you need prayer for? Good, bad, or indifferent? What do I need prayer for? I need prayer for everything in my life, <laughs> for everything. Um, but if I had to be specific, if I had to be specific in saying, what do I need prayer for? You said for this week or just in general? In general. In general, what I need prayer for. Um, hmm. I would say probably... Um, Continuously stepping outside of my comfort zone. Okay. I would say prayer to continuously do that because in stepping out of my comfort zone, I've learned much more about myself. Mm -hmm. um, relationships have changed drastically. Um, some in a good, well, all in a good way. Now, even if the people are gone, it's still in a good way. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good for you, right? <laughs> you know, so I would say continuously coming out of my comfort zone and taking risks is something that um, I want people to, people who know God, People who got a relationship with God. I don't want everybody just throwing no prayers out there. But um, I, I would say that's an important prayer for me um, is to continue to take risks um, and coming outside of my comfort zone. There's so much more that I'm learning that is outside of my comfort zone. Than, and helping other people do the same thing is kind of a theme that's been going on this week in conversation. So I say that. Okay. okay. All good answers. All good answers. Um, good turn. Okay. Um, one good thing that happened to me this week. Um, oh, the obvious. I got a new car. Uh, for those who don't know. Um, like me, who didn't know. This is how I all my stuff on the podcast. And this, is, has, this has to change. Okay. This is how you know Every episode, I knew about my own friend. Um, I was in a car accident a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, everyone walked away fine, except my car, apparently. Um, but the frustrating <laughs> thing was... <laughs> 
I, I got hit on August. I hit someone on August 13th. And I also got hit on June 13th. So my car was fresh out of the body shop two months later, boom, something else happened. But this time they couldn't repair it and they totaled it out. And luckily in both situations, I wasn't at fault. That's the first and foremost thing. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, but everybody walked away fine. Uh, but the second time was all my car could handle. And it was just like, we can't repair it. So I was like, damn. Um, I wish I was more excited about getting a new car. <laughs> But I'm not because my old car was paid off, so I didn't have a car note. Uh, so this one sort of has me rearranging my budget and thinking about some legal ways to make additional money. Um, <laughs> so legal is always the way to go, especially with OnlyFans flip flopping about their whole doom. Listen, because we could be millionaires at this point. <laughs> Listen, shake a little ass. Let me stop. <laughs> As y'all can see, we're picking up where we left off the last couple of seasons. Okay. Um, so yeah, the good thing, I got a new car. Uh, the thing that didn't go my way, one, another employee put in his two weeks notice, um, the guy who supports us in New York, uh, which is bad in the sense that um, I support the school district in New York. So him quitting at the beginning of school is sort of like one of Santa's elves quitting on like December 23rd is like the worst possible time. <laughs> You could actually lose someone because this is like such Not an important elves. Um, so until I hire some, but you got the analogy though. That's the best thing about it. I completely <laughs> got it. <laughs> so for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be between Philly and New York until I find adequate support up here. Um, and the thing I need prayer for, and we all know this, if you listen long enough, you know this, is a prayer for discernment um, and pacing myself which I'm actually getting much better at than when we first met. Thank you, um, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because that man believes on taking on everything he can until his hair falls out and be bald, and then he be stressed, eyelids falling out. It's just too all much. All the way out. All the way out. Um, and that's one of the reasons um, we, one of the things I want to be uh, sensitive about is the continuity. <laughs> Um, about this podcast. Uh, one of the reasons that it did stop short in season three, three because I jumped back into the old life of just doing everything and being everywhere, uh, did, not realizing that I was feeling that sense of urgency after losing a, a year of work. Um, so yeah, that's what I need prayer for. So That's good yeah. though. That, that's, that's a success though. A lot of people don't think about stuff like that, that those are some things that we talked about, what, a couple months ago? Mm -hmm. to be seeing to making the progress and one of the things that i teach in my classes a lot of people get as as a people we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be great or to be perfect um or to achieve everything we can within a small amount of time but we don't realize that it's not always about perfection sometimes it's about that progress so for you to be taking that progress or taking that ownership to say i'm getting better i'm working on it i know it's an opportunity for me but i'm working on it and i'm making those strides and i see the adjustments already happening that's a win though Thank you. See, we're celebrating. Um, already finished my mimosa, so I can't toast to that. God. <laughs> As he shakes his head. Some of y'all might not be able to see the video, but he's shaking his head at me. This man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, one of the, so let's check in. Um, you had a birthday mm -hmm. back in June, and we got the beautiful opportunity to go to Costa Rica, which is one of my favorite places, one of my favorite people. It so was fun. It was funny because two weeks before the trip, we still weren't sure if we were going. Period. 
it was saying all that rain. I was like, oh, I'm not going to spend this money to go to Costa Rica to be sitting in a hotel room for it to rain the entire time, but not knowing that Costa Rica was a rainforest. <laughs> it was like, uh, well, that's kind of what you expect in a rainforest. But I'm yeah. so glad we still said, let's go ahead and do it. I had such a good time. Little, and it was just, it wasn't like we did a whole bunch of crazy stuff. We did, we did have fun and we did do some activities, but just being on a vacation and be able to be away and be amongst people that you enjoy, especially after the craziest year that we had last year of being in isolation most of the year, like we were supposed to for most of us. Um, it felt most good to be able to write, because you know, some people were still out and about like people weren't dying. Um, <laughs> but it felt good to, you know, be somewhere, take a trip, take a vacation, because I had not been on one in over a year. So I was so glad that we no, it was a lot of fun, and I, I wish you guys could see the text thread because we were going back and forth. Ann was ready to cancel the trip because of the rain. I said, listen, it's, it's not going to rain all day. It's not what you think. Like, it's if y'all ever been to Miami, you know how Miami, it rains for like an hour, and then it stops, you know, and that's the vibe. I've never been to Costa Rica, but that's what I was leaning towards. I was like, we can still go. It's not going to rain that hard. It's going to be great. Right. I could not depend on his judgment because he just said he had never been there. So no, I was like, this is a lot of money. And then I'm sitting here looking at, the app on my phone, I'm like, it's saying 80 to 90% of rain every single day we are there. I do not want to be there and it just be raining like that. I will be depressed on my birthday, crying, ready to jump off the balcony. Yes. And um, and then on top of that, we realized, you know, I looked online and I saw the restrictions and um, Costa Rica was supposed to be at a high, high yes. number for COVID. I'm like, I don't think we're supposed to go. Then found out we needed traveler's insurance and then the whole test stuff. And we didn't get the traveler's insurance. Let me tell y'all, Chris stressed me out, y'all. He did not get these the information for the travel insurance until the day before we were supposed to leave after we made the decision. Don't look around. It I'm, I'm recalling. I'm recalling. <laughs> and I'm like, I am stressed. I don't like this last minute stuff. But once all of that was all figured out, it was, it was such a good trip that we decided to go out there and chris takes really good pictures if you want to go on a trip you need somebody to take good pictures take chris i said Thank you. come on photographer listen i just wanted to capture your natural light it was it was such it was such an amazing trip um and and i said to see you i was concerned because our first trip was in 2017 when we went to cancun and i was like that went off without any issues or anything like that so i said maybe that was like a flash and plant pan i don't want to jinx it but it, it was all a flu yeah, like I don't want it to be a fluke because I really love him. I like spending time with him. But if we go on this trip and somebody something happens, I'm gonna be so mad because it's literally you're you're one of my favorite people to travel with. Um, but we did have a moment, a moment of maturity that I call it. Looking back on it, we had a, a conflict with the room situation, and the best part about that was you didn't let it linger. Like we got to dinner and the energy was off, and you said, "Let's talk about it before it fucks up the rest of the trip." <laughs> I don't know anybody that would have said, let's take a couple minutes, get back on the same page. Because we were there for like two more days. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it. You heard my side, I heard your side. And that was that. We was good after that. And it, it took good. maturity for me. I got to be honest, because I'm, I almost went into selfish mode. This is my motherfucking birthday. You know, shit, you gave ruin my birthday because I don't like that you said, or this is what you meant. And I don't know. But then I had to stop and say, I don't know his perspective. I don't know him to be the way that my brain is trying to make me make him. And I've been, I've known him long enough to know his character to say, this is what I'm thinking is not really who Chris is. So I would much rather 
have the conversation and be uncomfortable to get clarity rather than to just go according to my own feelings and say, it's my birthday and allow my brain or my feelings to say that Chris is other than what I thought he was and allow that to affect the relationship. Cause I was just like, I'm mad. I need to get this off my chest. Let's <laughs> listen. I didn't like what you said. And then we talked and it wasn't anything really that big of a deal but it felt like a big deal to me. And, yeah. and you know, my journey of healing and dealing with trauma and realizing that there's so many different things that I didn't talk about or I didn't express to a lot of people that I should have, I'm learning to correct those things. So I was just like, no, I need to talk about this. I need to get this off my chest, whether he agree or not. As long as I get it off my chest, I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. Uh, and I, what I could appreciate is that you were open to my feedback. You were open to my thought, my thought piece with it. Even though we really didn't agree, that really wasn't what it was. It wasn't your, you know, your spin or your take on it or you know, your feelings about the situation. I could even see in your eyes, you were like, it was almost like you kind of looked at me like, wow, this is really being an adult, you know? <laughs> it was. I didn't see it that way. You know, I really, wow, I didn't take it that way, but I get it. And it, for me, that was fulfilling in itself. One, just me being able to express it and you be open to it. But also from the standpoint of when I was expressing it, I could see through your eyes that a light bulb went off. And I was like, well, okay then. So it made me feel good <laughs> with the conversation. So, and then after that, we were just like, it was good, but it was awkward air that I did not want especially because like you said, when we're good friends, we always have a good time together and we didn't need anything to get in between what we've already established. So right. it was crazy. So yeah, if, um, if you guys follow Ann on Instagram, he's been posting these beautiful pictures of the scenery of um, the roads we were on, the mountains we were climbing, uh, it, the whole, I want to go back. I know I do. I do too. Um, Cause I think it's so much more that we could have done that we didn't do. Yeah, like you said, it was COVID, and um, we yeah. you don't know what you don't know, and it was the first our first time in that country, um, so we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's check in, and what's going on with you? Um, how are you feeling? Where's your mind at? Um, this is this is going to be one of those free spirit episodes where we don't have too much of a structure, but we are laying the foundation of saying, "Hey, friend, how are you?" Yeah, and I think it's necessary during these times, not even just because of we're still in a COVID situation, but it's just necessary as a whole to check in with your friends. But for me, um, headspace wise, I think I'm good. I think I'm pretty clear. I've gotten so much clarity on a lot of different things um, over this year. Um, for those who don't know, um, I think I told you um, that I, um, I resigned from my church. Did I tell you that? Or did I not yes. tell you that? Yeah. So um, I'm not gonna say I've resigned. Um, I said I was going to take a sabbatical, taking a step back, um, only to find out that my pastor was resigning. Anyway, um, so I was like, oh, God, did you just give me that in advance to go ahead and step away? Whatever. Um, and in doing so, because a lot of people will think if you step away from church, you're stepping away from God. That's not the same thing. So yeah. let me go ahead and clear it up that just because I stepped away from my church doesn't mean that my relationship with God has suffered or that there has been a separation between me and God or any of the sort. Um, it's only been the opposite. I've had the greatest relationship with God, you know, since I have stepped away from the church and the politics and all that kind of stuff. This is my story. I'm not telling anybody else to do that. You do whatever God tells you to do. But I was feeling led to say, I need a break. And Chris, you know, when you work in ministry and you work 
in ministry full time. It's it's 24 seven and you're giving so much and you're doing so much. It can be extremely exhausting, especially considering I was doing it for seven, almost eight years of being the lead administrator for my church, my organization, um, actually two churches at one point in time, you know, helping out with the videoing of our Facebook lives, you know, managing the Facebook profiles, you know, when our convocation came, doing the certificates, doing um, working on with our graphic designer on the flyers. It was a lot. Um, and my ministry was 24 seven. It wasn't like, you know, for lack of better words, like a preacher who comes and preaches on Sundays and then he get a word and he out or other ministers, you know, associate ministers that are there for support or whatever the case may be, but they're not really doing something every single day dealing with ministry or more, a lot of times of the, of the, of the week. But um, that was such a relief for me to be able to say, Whoa, this is what life was like outside of church. Right. Like outside, and not even just outside of church, but more mm -hmm. so outside of ministry. So for me to be able to have that break was so good for me. Um, and I didn't feel bad about it. And I, there's times where I used to feel bad about it, like, God, well, who's going to do this if I'm not here? Yep. Like, for yep. example, convocation is in two weeks. Normally, I spearhead convocation. I do everything for convocation other than preach. That's the only thing I don't do. You know, buying the, 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 the gift packet, making the packages and gifts and all that kind of stuff. And it's a lot. And usually I do it two to three months in advance. I was like, I don't know who's going to do it, but it's well, not somebody will. Somebody will. Um, so but it has been so freeing in my spirit um, to be able to say. You've done it. You've worked hard. You've given your all you've given beyond your means only for a lot of people to not appreciate it. So. Um, I think in knowing that and having that conversation with God and talking to God about it, it's given me a sense of peace with it. And um, I feel good. And I'm still connected to God. I even told you when we went to Costa Rica, that one of the things that I prayed for when we went to Costa Rica is that I wanted a spiritual experience, mm -hmm. um, even with going to Costa Rica. And I had multiple, you know, we had the conversation when we were sitting at the table. Um, and the lady said something to me about the bird and my grandfather. Then we had, I was, um, when we did the skydiving, not skydiving, I'm lying, we did not do that. Um, we did do that, wrong trip. Yes. Um, but when we did the zip lining, I had another experience there. When I was walking on the beach, it was another experience. And if you want to see any of those things or some of those things that we're talking about on my Instagram, I have a highlight for Costa Rica so that you can see some of the pictures and stuff. But it was, my relationship with God has strengthened in such a major way that, um, I just feel good. It's hard to explain this. I bet it's a place that I've never been in that I've, I started to learn and feel about was when I was turning 30 um, as in the natural. But now I'm on a on that same kind of path now on a spiritual level. And I've gotten hooked on this show called The Chosen, which is um, it tells the life of Jesus and his disciples and all that kind of stuff. But it gives backstories to them. And the Bible, it just talks about what everything Jesus did, but not about the people yeah. that followed him and the struggles that came with it and really not given the humanity of God and Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And it's amazing. So I got hooked on that and it's getting me into the Bible more, which I usually fall asleep reading the Bible. <laughs> Let's just go. And as soon as I open it up, it's, I'm out. But, um, <laughs> but life has been good. I, I can definitely say I'm in a, a really good place. I'm making some um, changes with my eating and um, trying to exercise more because I am lazy. I am a napper. I don't like to work out. I hate the gym. But, you know, um, God has been doing some really good things in my life, bringing good people in my life, eliminating others. I went through a Facebook spree of deleting people and removing people that Let's were not. Oh, let's do that next. Because 
Yeah. So we talk about your headspace, and I and I think I think that um, for any form of healthing, and our podcast, the foundation is about healing and, and emotional mental health and stuff like that. Um, let's ping pong. We'll do uh, mental, physical, then all the other shit around us. For me, <laughs> in this moment, I'm in such a, a convoluted headspace because there's so many uncertainties with my company. Um, it's really just my company. So the, the, the contract that I have with the, the parent co uh, company was sold to another company in Canada. Mm. And it's unsure right now if this new company is going to continue their contractual obligation with CES, my company. So trying to figure that out. Uh, because without that, either I can quickly find a new client or this version of my company is going to founder, flounder, fail, whatever you want to call it, not mm -hmm. be exposed of it. Um, and not to say that I won't resurrect myself, but in the short interim, that means I would have to go find a job working for someone else. And I haven't done that since 2014. So I don't like that. Um, but in, in, so for me, it's just sort of like watching, you know, it's been my child. So we'll say it's like, it's 2001. So this thing is seven years old now. So for me, it's like, all right, what do I got to do to keep this thing healthy, to keep this thing thriving? And, but also thinking about my employees, you know, and they're relying on the decisions that I make and everything like that. So there's a weight about that. Um, on the flip side, now that people are more comfortable with COVID, are the football league that I'm commissioner of is coming back for a fall season. And this is one of the things I'm giving up. I didn't want to just drop off the face of the earth or the boards and the things that I represent, but I wanted to usher in a new group so they can be comfortable as I ease my way out. Mm -hmm. So this is shaping to be my last season and there are certain things I wanted to happen for the next commissioner to come in and also be successful, but that takes time and energy and preparation and stuff like that. And um, so yeah, it's really just, it's not just busy work, but it's work preparing for the next thing. But I need yeah. to set a good foundation of these things um, so I can be successful in the next, whatever the next chapter is going to be. So I'm anxious about all of that. And you were talking about the Bible. And, and one of my favorite scriptures is just be, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication. Praying all God. But <laughs> that has just been a trying, trying, trying experience because it's like, all right, God, I trust you. But the way these bills are piling up, you know, the way these, uh, Sally May keeps calling me, and they're calling on the weekends now. Like, take a break. And I yeah. feel sick of them. Stop <laughs> calling me. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of a lot of meditation, a lot of minutes because I have been I've, I've been having trouble sleeping. Mm. So so now when I wake up, like before, I told you I will wake up like you know five thirty six o'clock, refresh, ready to start the day. But now he's shaking his head again. <laughs> but now I'm waking up before my alarm, not because I had a good night rest, but just because I can't stay still. I can't sleep because I feel like all this shit is on my mind. So I just Anxiety. get up. Yeah, I get up and I go to the gym or I try to meditate earlier or do something to get this nervous energy out of my system. Um, so it's it's been a trying couple of months. It's been a celebratory couple of months too. It's ups and downs, you know, the ebb and flows of life. Um, but to bring it back, the fact that we're back to doing this gives me that sense of normalcy. Normalcy? I think that's the word. Normalcy. Normalcy. I'm going to edit that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to 
that's how you called it quinoa oh my god <laughs> we're trying to say quinoa I was tearing that word to pieces only for that to, for us to see that video of that lady saying the same thing. She <laughs> said, like, you need cream of wheat. She's like, girl, no. Listen. <laughs> I like rice. <laughs> <laughs> that video kills me, man. Oh. <laughs> I can't stop thinking. <laughs> God, that is funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm trying to bring it back on the track. It does not work. Um, so yeah, it, it's really right now, it's hour to hour. Some hours I'm like, all right, we got this, we can do this. And some hours I'm like, fuck, like something gotta change, something gotta happen. A Powerball has to come out with something. <laughs> Listen, I got three tickets yesterday and still didn't. <laughs> I can't even get two two numbers out of the, out of the five. <laughs> Just give me enough money to buy groceries next week. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Oh, man. But you brought something good, and, and I wanted to jump back to that. You were talking about clearing out your social media, whether it's people mm -hmm. or pages that just weren't filling you before I cut you off, because I wanted to. Let's go back to that now. Yeah, so um, it was, I noticed that there were a lot of people in my life that, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but there were a few people that were still lingering in my life that I needed to break ties with. Um, mm -hmm. And I was realizing that those people have used and abused me. And I kept going back. And these are not people that I've been in relationships with. There's no soul tie, um, you know, in that way. But it was people that I believed in, people that I've supported, that I've fed, that I've clothed, um, the people that I, I've been there, you know, sounding board whenever they are, you know, venting or going through something. But they always threw me to the side when this same person um, kept coming around. And I <clears throat> the pattern, and then I would still allow it but I began to get to a place of where it's like, I'm gonna listen, but I really don't care, you know? And then it was like, well, if you don't care, why are you still entertaining it? Cause right. you don't, you really don't care. And then, you know, I realized that when, and some of the people were part of my church, I'll be honest, they may listen to the podcast. I don't care if they hear it. Um, <laughs> but I realized that even when I stepped away from the church, because I think a lot of times people, take church personally from a standpoint of relationships because if you and I are going to the church, same church or whatever the case may be and you decide to take a step back that has nothing to do with our relationship that's what you need to do for you in regards to your spirituality your relationship with God or just church in itself there's no disconnect between you and I um I noticed that those same people were certain people I hadn't heard from um, um since I left um on, on my birthday there was nothing posted on my on you know on, on social media about my birthday and it's not about that I don't want anybody to think that it's just those little things that I just was paying attention to and then the very next day they were post or one of them posted you know somebody else on my birthday who has the same birthday as me that they've known it's my same birthday because they used to post the pictures of me and them at the same time we're both light-skinned we had the same birthday you know they used to kind of tie them together they didn't yeah. do I said oh this is on purpose. Then somebody, the other person, they didn't post, but the ne very next day, they posted somebody else on their birthday. Mind you, I said happy birthday to them through text message, all that kind of stuff. So just paying attention to behavior over the years, and that was just the icing on the cake for me. It's like, this, these people are not adding value to, to my life in any kind of way. And I just started removing them. And I, I went through my phone. And I was going through the entire contact list that I have. And I don't have a lot of numbers saved anyway. 
Um, but I was going through the contact list and I was like, I don't talk to you, delete. Hmm. I don't talk to you, delete. Um, you and I have a bad relationship, delete. Like, and I, and I felt, you know, the old, because I'm an empath and I'm sensitive and I'm emotional, sometimes I think it's like, well, what if they need me? Not what if I need them, it's always the opposite. Or, you know, maybe that's gonna be just too harsh to remove them. And I'm like, this time I was like, boom, done, yeah. done done and it felt I had no remorse I didn't feel bad about it there wasn't any you know hurt feelings behind it it was literally like this is I'm in a place that it's just like if you're not adding value you gotta go I don't it was need for you. free space yeah I need to I need to free space up for people who I deserve and who deserve me and in this particular relationship in these relationships you don't deserve me yeah and you're not giving me nothing so you gotta go so I literally was going through and I deleted so many contacts from my phone. I even, even um, in this probably happened two weeks ago uh, with me and some other friends, you know, we usually go on trips together, but I found myself every time with them, you know, they would do things together without me mm-hmm. or they would, um, if they wanted to know something about me, they wouldn't ask or text me. They would text other, um, my best friend it will always be a way to go around me. And I've tried, and they used to say, you know, that um, you don't do nothing unless he do something. Y'all don't, you don't go unless he go. And I'm like, that is not true. That's not even who I am as a person. If I don't want to go, it's just because I don't want to go. But because there was a perception, I found myself over the years saying, okay, he's going to this. Let me tag along with him and go to change the perception that it has nothing to do with him. You know, several times over the years, and they kept not changing. Like one of my friends, when we went out to eat, um, one of them, I should say, and they were like, yeah, I heard you were sick or whatever the case may be really, really bad. And I was, I was really badly sick for about two weeks and it wasn't COVID, but I was really, really badly sick. And he was like, I asked such and such how you were doing. And I'm sitting here saying, but when you were sick, I called you. Right. I text you. I'm still going through other people, you know, to figure out how I'm doing. Oh, I was going to invite you to this, but I know you um, you don't like to be dealing with people. I'm like, I've never even said that to you. I'm a people person. So what are you talking about? Then I started to see these people don't know me and they're not trying to get to know me. So where's the relationship here? Right. Delete it. Um, and my, my, my best friend had a conversation with them after dinner to say, you know, just what I said. He's been working to change perceptions that y'all have of him. You know, he's gone above and beyond you know, to build relationships with y'all as individuals and y'all still not seeing it. And at this point, he's angry because I, Chris, I was at the table like this and I was shaking my leg and I just kept looking in the sky. Tears were going up in my eyes. And if my tears start going up in my eyes, I'm getting angry and I'm ready to tear shit up. And I was just like, I'm getting ready to go. But I was like, keep your composure, keep your composure. My best friend texted me from across the table. Was like, you good? I said, yes. Um, But it was just, if there's people like that that are putting me in a place where I'm getting ready to come out of character or I don't feel valued, I feel, don't feel seen, those are a lot of people that I don't want in my life because um, I'm just not a person that needs a lot of attention. That's not me. But when you can't see my character, who I am as a person, and you've been around me for years, there's a problem there. Yeah. Um, I just removed them too. So I've been purging people. Got go. especially, especially when, like you said, they weren't making the effort to meet you halfway. Um, Someone says, I heard you were sick, this and the third. Why didn't you text me? Why didn't you check up on me? You know, and I would have loved to hear the response to that. 
um, only because it's like there's no reason not to, you know. Um, and I just, well, I did, and that was the thing. He gave a bullshit ass response. I said, well, why didn't you text me? He gonna say, well, you know, you act funny when you're sick. I said, you didn't even, you don't even know any other time that I've ever been sick in the years that I've met you. Who the hell have an attitude because you're sick and somebody checking on you? Who does that? And I said, and I turned around, I said, and when um, when I was sick, I even came out of my comfort zone and text him to see if he could bring me some food because I was so out of it and I was so drained and I wanted to see if he could um, reach out to me. But he said he was just getting back from off of a flight. So I had to reach out to my best friend, one of my other best friends that has three kids under the age of seven to go to the store and bring me food and orange juice. I said, so you're full of shit. And I looked at him just like that and I said it. I what, can't made, what made you go to this? What was it, a lunch or a get? What? So this is what happened. I ended up putting myself um, in a situation. So I called my face on my best friend. I was like, what you doing? Where you at? And he was like, I'm out at home goods with such and such. And um, he's like, we can rent. Um, I was like, okay, what y'all about to do? And they didn't invite me. So I said, what y'all about to do? He was like, I'm, um, we about to go to um, the Mexican spot and have dinner or whatever. I was like, okay, I want to go. And he told me the other person was coming too. He was like, he's like, okay, well, we're going at this time. I was like, all right. I hung up the phone and it was probably like 30 minutes before it was time to be there. I literally sat in my apartment. I said, they didn't invite me. They didn't think about inviting me. <clears throat> and then on top of that, I was like, they're going to play that game again of, you know, me being funny acting or doing all these other kind of things. I said, because it's a, it's a cycle. If you start to pay attention, you got to have that discernment to know when people are showing you who they are. Mm -hmm. And I literally had an argument in my mind about it. I said, no, I'm going to still go. Once again, hopefully people have changed and grown up. Got in the shower, got dressed. I'm there five minutes after nine. And two, two out of three are there, my best friend and one of the other ones. The other guy comes 30 minutes late. You said be there. Huh? What's not you supposed to be there, nine? Nine. So I'm sitting here like, they don't invite me. But one of the ones that was supposed to come is now 30 minutes late. So I'm having all these thoughts in my brain that's leading me to, you got to cut this off. You got to go ahead and let it go. But I had the conversations with both of them individually in a group setting, um, calmly, cussing their asses out. You know, I had all of the ways to get you to see that you don't see me. And I had to get to a place of saying, if you don't see me, there's no need to have you. Because yeah. there's people who meet me for the first time and they completely understand who I am as a person. If you've been around me for years, we've taken trips, we've hung out and all this kind of stuff, and you still don't see the person that I am, you will never see it. So why continue to try to force it? Bye. I'm like, <laughs> what? I can see you doing that. I've seen your face. Just, uh, it is highly entertaining. And even Listen. when it's in the direction, it's, I still think it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but my trouble is I'm having it on the flip side because people keep inviting me places that I really don't want to go to. So it's like, <laughs> I, but I've gotten that usually, usually, I don't know what the hell's happening today. Usually, 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 I would come up with some excuse why I can't make it, but lately I've just been, no, I can't make it, or I don't have the energy, um, or it's not something I enjoy. Do not yeah. invite me to trap karaoke. I don't like trap music. Like, I, like, I don't like hookah. 
I, I barely like rap. So I'm not a hookah person either. I don't know what the big deal is about it. Smoking liquid, some kind of, it's stupid to me, but go ahead, press play. I've done it, but it, I also know it's just not for me. I'll say that. Edibles, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, and I found creative ways to eat it. We know all of that is your... <laughs> that is your lane. But no, if, if y'all love it, y'all love it for y'all, it's just not for me. Um, but no, being more um, standing firm and just saying, no, I, I don't want to do this thing. I don't know why you thought I would, um, but no thanks. Uh, and it's so funny you said that. Like, So usually when Facebook reminds me of someone's birthday, I have the conversation, why am I friends with this person? So I always write, happy birthday, delete. <laughs> just get away. <laughs> um, because it's just like, it's not even on, you're not feeling my life. But it was one of those, we were at a retreat together we became Facebook friends. We had this one event together, we became Facebook friends. Half the time, I'm like, why are these people my friends? So I'll get rid of them. But also, um, I need to go through my phone, like you said, and start deleting people. Um, but the other thing was stop following these pages that would annoy the hell out of me, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. Right? <laughs> A page that I used to find entertaining, but now it's just more annoying is the shade room. I'm like, this is just, for me, it's just not wrong. The shade room on Instagram. It's a lot of shade room. Yeah, so bye. And it's, <laughs> it's just, and it's, I don't know. It's I just like, negative. So that's why I don't follow it. I've never, I followed it for maybe a short period of time and I kept seeing everybody posting and sharing about all these negative things. I'm just like, I just, I don't need that cloud in my mind. So I did the same thing a while ago with the shade room. So what do you, I mean, and uh, my best friend was like, what do you expect from something called the shade room? It's not the most positive. <laughs> handle in the world so i was like you know what that was on me that was on me. <laughs> but no like you said it's it's been a purge of not just one useless people or yeah. or uh, uh energy and emotional vampires but two people that are just dead weight they're in the purgatory of my life they're not adding anything i see anything they're just there yeah you know but because like you i care about people they're just existing and i'm like are they happy are they healthy am i doing everything to fulfill them i'm like no just Go do your thing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you feel like that is outside of your comfort zone or what's normal? I should... Um, I what I used to do, I used to rationalize it by vilifying them, mm. which wasn't the best thing to do. But I needed a reason to not be, uh, whether it's virtual or real life friends with them. So I had to vilify them. That was a way to, to convince myself that it's a good thing to get rid of these people, as opposed to looking at it from my perspective. Just don't want to be, just don't want them in my life. Um, yeah. But also, and I did this, like you said, I stepped back from the church too, for um, also wrestling with the idea, well, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? And then realizing that's just ego. I think I'm the only one that could do this church better for 200 years. <laughs> I'm the only one that can make people <laughs> you know? So once I realized it was that, they'll be fine. They, they will find somebody to do it and the world will keep spinning, you know? But to answer your question, it, at first it was just a definitely negative feeling, a feeling of guilt, a feeling of uncomfort. Um, what if they need me type of thing? But just like the church, if they need me, somebody will step in and they'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. And, and I won't be as text or exhausted. And then I won't end up regretting them for actually calling on me in the first place. Yeah. That before. So it's it's mutually um, beneficial that we're no longer in each other's lives and 
I'm better for it. And it's not yeah. a forever thing. You never, I never, now we're never, you just never know what the hell Jesus is going to say. So let me get rid of you now before you piss me off to the point where I don't want to <laughs> It's crazy though, because kind of piggybacking on that, where you're saying that, you know, you never know. Like I was telling, I was talking to my homegirl yesterday. She was having a really, really tough time and she's dealing with trauma and, you know, dealing with, um, hearing God's voice and a lot of different things. And we just kind of had a really, really heartfelt, great conversation. She texted me earlier today to say she just feels, she felt so much better after our conversation. I was like, yes, that's what conversations do. That's why they're important, you know, to have those But I also shared with her that the last year has really grown so many amazing relationships. Like my homegirl, I think I've told you about her, Courtney, who knows the other person that I'm not gonna say. (laughs) (laughs) But um, she, I've known her since, junior year in high school and we weren't we didn't even go to the same high school we met through somebody else that I'm in church with and she and I have known each other and been consistent with each other over the years but last year through now we have blossomed and grown such an amazing friendship over the years mind you junior year I was like 16 I'm 34 that's more than double the time for us to now yeah. be like you are my mother you know you know, and we just connect and we grow so much. But I also think, I wonder if I had not purged those other people, would this have happened? You know, because when we put people in certain places, we feel like they can't be filled. They can't be filled. And yeah. I was like, you know, it's just amazing how things happen and how they work. Yeah. No, I, and I agree. You made room for healthier relationships. Yeah. You know, and as far as long as I'm known, you've always been good at <laughs> boundaries and, and getting rid of people some in the you know in a very nicely and some get the fuck out of here sort of way so both of you i've always loved that about you so entertaining <laughs> listen i don't have time for the games because i'm and because this is my thing i'm very open i'm open to feedback um i'm open to seeing things from a different perspective it may not be initially you know as a human being a lot of times i want to be right i don't want to hear what you got to say but i'd usually try not to push it off in that way so I'll just evaluate, I'll listen, and I'll, and you know, so when people don't see that, or they're not trying to, or they don't see, you know, who I am, I'm just like, I've already, I've already put it out there for you. I've already shown you, and many times by this time, by the time I cut you off, that means you have had plenty of time to get to know me and see me. And if you choose, at this point, if you still don't, that's a choice. So I'm yeah. going to make the choice for both of us. You got to go. Yeah. I tell people, if I cut my whole family off for years, think i won't cut your ass off you gotta go yeah. so i don't play <laughs> so yeah it's it's season four um it's so funny because i was talking to kim earlier this week and she said this week was the i guess the four-year anniversary of us announcing that we were going to do this mm-hmm. six-week series called the secrets of killing us <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sure god was laughing when we made that plan for sure yeah, um, played an <laughs> yeah, but uh, Kevin is going to be coming on in a couple weeks. Um, but and let me ask you, what are you looking forward to for season four? Um, more conversations, you know, as usual, that's what we do. But I'm interested in and really excited about more check-ins um, with friends and family members. Um, in the past year, I think what's exposed the world is that there are so many people hurting, so many people that's dealing with things. Everybody is dealing with trauma and actually acknowledging that there is a trauma that's there. And the way to work through trauma is to talk, have conversations, deal with it, 
Um, and that was one of the conversations that I had that I had with my homegirl. I was like, whether you, she was like, I don't want to deal with pain. I don't like pain. I was like, none of us do. We all yeah. hate it. But at yeah. the end of the day, you know, we have to deal with it and we have to dig it up and figure out where that where the root or you know address the root key issue um, that's going on. But we can't do it if we don't dig it up. I said, but you can take it at time by time, little by little. Take the smallest shovel you can get and start picking that little shit up. It may be five grains of dirt, but you done pulled it. You done made progress in digging it up for us to get to a better place. But I'm really excited about um, all of the friends that I reached out to who said they would love to be part and they'd be honored to be part and, you know, check in and have conversations and share perspectives. Because a lot of people know us, but there's so many more people in the world that are going through different things that need to be able to feel comfortable you know, sharing what they're dealing with or what they've experienced that somebody else can benefit from. So I'm really, really excited about other people joining um, and talking and sharing and checking in with them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback on that. Uh, when you told, when you came up with the idea of the check-in, it made me think about um, how great I feel after our conversations. Um, it's, it's so funny, on both our trips, we had to spend a lot of time in a car together, driving so <laughs> We have we had some of the most heartfelt conversations in Cancun in 2017 and in uh Costa Rica. Um, and I'm thinking like if people just like you said about you and Courtney, if you just talk, but talk to someone that is just not gonna be a sounding board. Like talk to someone that's going to engage with you and, and help you process things without making you feel judged or small. Because like you said, those conversations are difficult, they are painful. Um, and I know I like to come to realizations. Uh, with people who won't make me feel any less shitty than I felt uh, when I came to the conversation. So those check-ins are going to be awesome. <laughs> um, the hope is to get a couple of actual experts, like professional people, to come on to talk about dealing with trauma and healing and everything like that. Um, because as I've said, we've said in season before, we are not experts. We are just two people not willing to be vulnerable um, to help you heal, to help you laugh, or whatever our intro says. I forget what it says at this moment. <laughs> we haven't done this so long. <laughs> but no, um, I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a good season. Um, I'm just looking forward to it all. I'm, I'm honored to take this journey with you for another X amount of weeks. You keep coming back. So I know that says about you. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So as we wrap up, um, another segment I would like to introduce. And you cheated earlier because you didn't know I was going to do this. What are, you what are you watching? What, what's, what's entertaining you these days? The Chosen! I actually love The Chosen. I absolutely love it. I even have the shirt on. It's called Come and See. Okay. Um, I shirt. Look, I'm really obsessed. I'm, think, I'm not playing. Like, this is the first <laughs> for The Chosen. I'm really obsessed with the show because it's just so good. Like, it's what I love about the show is that it's telling an authentic Jesus. You get to see Jesus from a standpoint of being human. You get to see him, you know, crack jokes. You get to see Jesus, you know, be empathetic. You get to see the emotion in his face. You don't get to see that often in Jesus' projects. You get to see this stoic Jesus, I shall not be moved. I am all God and, you know, know me, bow to me kind of thing. Um, and they are just pushing the limits of really showing the authentic Jesus, the Jesus that people don't know because, you know, for lack of better words, church and a lot of different things have made God and Jesus to be so unattainable so the word that was in my head yeah so the unattainable and so detached from humanity even though the word says that he was 100 and 100 god we just focus so much on the god parts but the human part is what connects us and they do such an amazing job of 
doing that and telling those stories. And the director is, is a white, uh, white, white man. And he was like, I do not want the typical European, you know, story of Jesus. You know, they do so much research. Like everybody has some kind of um, ethnic background. They have black people in it too. You know, it's just visually it's stunning. The cinematography is great. The scripting and the writing is great. You know how we cried, this is us. Yeah. This show, <laughs> what have you bawling? Do I, I mean, bawling. What platform is it on? So hard, huh? What platform is it on? So The Chosen is completely crowdfunded. So they started off with just doing four episodes for season one and kind of like a teaser to see if people would get interested in it. And they didn't want to be part of these big um, businesses and companies where they make all the decisions they wanted to make them themselves about what would be good to spread the word uh, of Jesus to the world. So it's an app that they develop eventually where you can watch it for free. It's called the Chosen TV um, app. It's completely free. Um, you can pay it forward if you'd like, and it gets the, um, the, the show out in other countries. It's translated into several different languages. They have the gift store there that where you can buy um, some gifts and give them, send them to some other people to know more about the Chosen. It's so, such a good show. Um, I'm supposed to watch it again too. Ten, uh, tonight with one of my friends, my homegirl I was talking to you about, um, yep. Khalid and I do date night and we watch episodes um, of The Chosen. I got her hooked on it. She'd be crying and everything, but it's, it's such a good show that uh, talking about Jesus and not just him, but his followers and creating backstories and seeing things that could be plausible to, um, get them really excited i'm not got to get them excited but things that are plausible that can um help tell the story and the struggles that they may have dealt with with following christ okay um, that's what i love about it. it's so human it's it has spiritual moments it has you know it has all of the um the signs and wonders and what else do you do miracles that's the word i'm looking for yeah. um <laughs> they have miracles in it too i gotta watch this such an amazing show of heartstrings and and you know anything that's heartfelt or something i can feel is worth it and it's just a good show and i tell everybody about it but i'm obsessed with that um of course i still watch this is us i'm waiting for the season to come back um my other show is coming back the good doctor which i love i have um, to watch it's so good it's so so good i think this is it's it's final season maybe but i um but nothing is topping the chosen right now for me nothing i've seen you post about manifest I'm excited because I love that show. I got obsessed with it. I'm all finished with season three. Did you know they're coming back with season four though? Yeah. They announced it on 828, which I thought was creative. Um, I love that. Mm -hmm. Oh so, yeah, I, uh, I've been watching uh, Madam Secretary. You guys know I love government, espionage, CIA shit on Netflix. <laughs> um, but no, more than ever, I've been doing, I've been reading. Um, my challenge is to read two books a month. Um, mm -hmm. And all, huh? I said, bless your heart. You know, I get lazy with reading. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, when I first started, I would read some pages and I would just fall asleep. Um, but now I've, I've condensed it to about 10 pages a day, um, or I do a lot of driving, so books on tape um, really help. And the book, I just pulled them up. One is called Failing Forward. Upward. Oh, upward. upward. Failing Upward, a spirituality, where is it? Oh, a spirituality for the two halves of life. And this talks about the first half of life is really getting a foundation of who you are. Um, and we, we talked about this as far as the people you want to be around, the um, businesses you want to type of, the businesses you want to work for and everything like that. But the second half of life 
and I feel like I'm preparing for that. So I'm reading this book is um, preparing the world for when you're not a part of it, sort of like your legacy, mm -hmm. but um, acting for the other and the trials and tribulations that come with that. That was the first book. The second book I'm pulling up right now is called Outside the Lines. This is a very controversial book, but I'm loving it. How Embracing Queerness <laughs> Will Transform Your Faith. So it talks about uh, Christianity and the LGBT community and we all know how polarizing that could be. And I'm getting ready to do a workshop on faith and sexuality in November. Um, so I'd like to be um, spun up and as educated as possible for that topic. Well, you have to send me that book, the name of that book. I'm, I'm gonna read that. You just said <laughs> you and reading. I'm, I said I'm not consistent with reading. I didn't say I don't because I got my book here that I'm, I will be finished with. When else will be finished with this? Look, I'm talking about finished wiping dust off. Did you not? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um, it came from my little crown. But um, I'm reading, ch finishing, checking in with Michelle Williams, and I bought two other books that are over there. I have to read the Jay Shetty book that's called on oh, uh, the Monk Life, something. Like yes, that. Yeah. um, something with a monk. Yeah, that one. And then the other guy, I forget his name, and I can't see because I don't got my glasses on. But the book is over there. I love the so that books. I just got to be more consistent and dive back into them. But I'll be finished this one probably within the next two days. One day I have been toying with him. I'm not going to start it because I'm all project out right now. Is the series are killing us book club on Clubhouse? So I'm gonna keep that in the back of my mind. So we can, why are you just like you always want to do book stuff? We talk. That's why we're doing something different. We have a podcast <laughs> to talk. <laughs> Is someone there? I felt like some somebody knocking. I was like, I don't think knocking at my door, or they're knocking at the next one. I think it's the next door. All right, let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. <laughs> um, no final thoughts from me. Just hanging there with us, guys. Thank you for sticking in um, with us. Share the podcast. Um, share some pieces that speak to you on your um social media platforms. You know, if you want to snip and cut certain things and put it on your stories that you know you find interesting, if you want to share the podcast with other people that like having conversations that we kind of have um or are looking for more in conversations or getting connected to people that um want to have conversations and help with trauma and deal with trauma and just feeling a support system or a support group um definitely share our profiles share um the secrets of killing us podcast share that page um reach out to us directly you know we're all about conversation regardless whether it's being recorded or um or just through social media platforms <laughs> or whatever you know this is almost like our daily live. It isn't really just, just for the podcast, but um, do that, reach out to us. We're all about helping each other out, helping each other to grow, um, heal, develop, all that good stuff. So let's keep the conversations flowing. Yeah, I, and that I wanna do more than ever, um, is just be a platform for people to reach out. Um, just to let you guys know, everyone who's ever been a guest on our show has said the same thing. I'm nervous. I don't want to do it. I don't know what to say. It's going to be hard. But by the end, when we sign off, they always say, oh, my God, it was so much fun. I want to do it again. So <laughs> if you're on the fence about coming in for one of our check-in episodes, just we can give it a trial run. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. Um, we've had some episodes that we thought was going to go one way, but really didn't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's we, we want to open it up and, and build more of a community. And we can do that by just, just talking. A lot of things um can be eye-opening by just having a conversation and aunt will tell you i i love talking to strangers anyway so sometimes it is this legit and i'm like now nah, now nah, chris you're going a little too far but <laughs> aunt tell the man does not be who he is so you gotta support it either way 
So with that in mind, continue to follow us on social media. The secrets are killing us um, on Facebook. And we have a Twitter handle that I don't remember right now. I think it's like secrets underscore killing or something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll Click the link in our bio on Instagram because I can't remember what it's called. Because there you go. Don't, yes, don't listen to us. Click on the link in our bio. Um, we can be reached at the secrets are killing us at gmail.com. Um, Ant is on social media. I'm on social media. If he wants to share it, he'll share it. I'm not sharing mine. But um, <laughs> all they have to do is go to the secrets are killing us. That's all they got to do. <laughs> Um, with that, guys, welcome back. It's good to be back, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.